0: Mind Spiritual Center, a global community in unity. Thank you so much for choosing to join me today. Remember, this day is yours, yours to create in any way you so choose. Let's continue to not just make this day, but to make this whole year a year of giving, which also means receiving, because the giver and the receiver are one. Let's consciously each and every day fill our hearts and our minds with all the goodness that we can possibly imagine and let that spirit of love and kindness and joy, happiness, gratitude and compassion just sort of ooze out of us onto the world as peacemakers. If you would like more information about our center, please go to our website at www.somspiritualcenterla.org. You can enjoy listening to the meditations and the talks online or on our podcast, and just look around to see what interests you. The next seven-week course of classes will begin on March 22nd. We Zoom on Wednesday evenings from 7 to 8.30 p.m., Pacific Standard Time. The Power of Decision by Raymond Charles Barker will serve as our text for the next course. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, once you make a decision, the universe conspires to make it happen. Raymond Charles Barker, the author of The Power of Decision, says, the power of decision is a step-by-step program to overcome indecision, And live without failure forever. Some of the other skills you will learn in this class are how to let go of problems. Wow, that's a good one, huh? Also, how to release and let go of guilt and remorse and decide on greatness and much much more. I would say the frosting on the cake is in the words of the author who said, you are the right person in the right place to create a right world for yourself. And I say this class is about desire plus decision equals demonstration. There is no set fee for the class. We are asking that you give a meaningful love offering as a donation. Why? Because you're worth it. So I thank you in advance and I look forward to seeing you in class. And if this message inspires you in any way, makes a difference in your life, I invite you to feel free to donate and to give. And the place we give from is a place of heartfelt gratitude and abundance. Giving from the heart is so important. Because it affirms that you are in the divine flow. And then consistent and generous giving is important to you because when you give to where you're spiritually fed, it comes back to you multiplied abundantly in more ways than just in financial freedom and independence. And it's very important to us because your giving helps support and empower the expansion of our growing Global Spiritual Center. It provides avenues of opportunities for others to expand and prosper through the many organizations that we support, as well as allowing us to meet our own organizational responsibilities. I want to thank you for being a part of our Global Spiritual family and let you know that you may always make a tax-deductible donation anytime to our center. And we are always grateful. You may do so with a credit card through PayPal from our website, again, at www.somspiritualcenterla.org or from the weekly email blasts we send or by mail. And our mailing address is 14431 Ventura Boulevard, number 586, Sherman Oaks, California, 91423. If the Spirit moves you, please email me. I'd love to hear from you. Know where you're listening from, what's going on in your life, and my email address is faithfilled2 at aol.com. Each week, a portion of your generous giving goes to benefit one of the many organizations that our center supports. And this week, we are donating to the Ukraine Children's Action Project, which was established to support the urgent needs of Ukraine's displaced and refugee children. Who have been able to escape the war that began one year ago. So I thank you in advance for donating to the Ukraine Children's Action Project. And now if you can sit back, rest back, wherever you might be, take a couple of deep breaths and join me in the opening treatment. As we surrender to the one mind, the one power, the one presence, We recognize that love is the nature of God, and that we're the same nature as God, and we are the expression of God as love, being love. Love as a being thing heals and blesses. Love is unconditional and includes everything and everyone. Love is an experience, an expression that makes life richer. Love doesn't need. It is complete. And love asks for nothing in return, because love keeps on loving. Love is free from attachment. It's kind-hearted, sensitive, and forgiving. Love is seeing clearly and responding in the moment of awareness. Love has no defense and no protection. Love is not dependent upon person, place, or thing, because love is inclusive. And love resides within each of us waiting to be discovered. It's already full because it is a result of who we are, not a reward for what we think, say, or do. We all deserve love. We are love, we are loving, and we are loveful. We are living in a loving world. We're so grateful for love and for being loved. Let there be love on earth and let it begin with us. And as we gratefully accept the power of these profound words as the absolute truth, I want you to always know and to always remember there's a power within you and it can lift your life to its highest level. It can change illness into health. It can bring success out of failure and victory out of defeat. It can bring companionship and happiness out of loneliness. It will respond to you. It is the power within you. And so it is. Our theme for the month of March is Manifesting. The intention is for you to manifest what you want and not what you don't want. We will be covering relationships, health, wealth, and livelihood. As you might have guessed, today's topic is Manifesting Healthy Loving Relationships. It's a pretty tall order, huh? So I thought I'd start out on a lighter note and give you some examples of what children think about love. Carl, age five, said, Love is when a girl puts on perfume and a boy puts on shaving cologne and they go out and smell each other. Noel, age seven, said, Love is when you tell a guy you like his shirt and then he wears it every day. Chris, age seven, said, love is when mom sees daddy smelly and sweaty and still says he's handsomer than Robert Redford. Karen, age seven, when you love somebody, your eyelashes go up and down and little stars come out of you. (laughs) And then Emmett Fox said, if only we could love enough, we'd be the happiest and the most powerful being in the world. I think that love is one of the most difficult subjects to talk about, and I probably have no business talking about it. There are many experts in this field who have written books on the subject of love and what the power of love can do. But here's what I do believe about healthy, loving relationships, and have pretty much proven that this is true. A perfect relationship is just two imperfect people who refuse to give up on each other. (laughs) When love is where you come from, healthy relationships are a natural manifestation. When love is something you're looking for, how can it be love really? In looking for it, you're more or less saying it has gone somewhere and love hasn't gone anywhere. Like something you misplaced or lost. Now you can misplace your keys And you may lose an earring, but not love. And aren't we expressions of God? Well, another word for God is love. So isn't love who we really are? And isn't love what we are expressing? So our need is not so much to be loved, but the deeper need is to express love, to be loving, given that's our very nature. And can you really give love to anybody? And can anybody give love to you? Sure, you can be loving. You can create the space in which others find it easy to receive and to radiate and to experience love. But love can only come out of love. 1 John 4, verses 16 to 17 states, God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them, and as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. Nowhere does this verse speak of love being an attachment or a need, or love being external with any kind of conditions. It really speaks of a pure, healthy, inner God love, and we're told in the Bible to love one another, to love one another. Now that seems easy enough, loving one another. And what makes it especially easy is if you like the person. Romans 12.9 says, don't just pretend that you love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong, stand on the side of the good, love each other with genuine affection, and take delight in honoring each other. And we see in Corinthians the most famous description of love, which to me clearly describes the qualities of a loving, healthy relationship. And see if these aren't the qualities that you all want in your loving relationships. And this is from 1 Corinthians 13. And we all have heard this and know it well. But here it goes. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. Love does not demand its own way. Love is not irritable, and it keeps no record of when it has been wronged. It is never glad about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. There are three things that will endure, faith, hope, love, and the greatest of these is love. Now, who doesn't want to have all of those qualities in all of their relationships? Do we enter into relationships to get or to give? Corinthians tells us exactly what love is and how to be an expression of true love. Be more patient, kind. Not jealous, not boastful, not proud or rude. Don't demand your own way or be irritable. And don't keep record of when you have felt you were wronged by someone or yourself. Never be happy about injustices and rejoice when the truth is revealed. Tells us to never give up on ourself or any other. Never lose faith. We're to stay hopeful and strong through appearances and every circumstance and be understanding instead of indifferent. Why? Because indifference is the antithesis of love. The Bible teaches that love is a commitment. As a commitment, love is not dependent on good feelings, but rather on a consistent decision to extend oneself for the well-being of another. The commitment then produces good feelings, not the other way around. Well, we could say that this kind of love, a sacred love, is selfless, unconditional, it's more than words, and it's a courageous and serving action. To be aware of another's uniqueness and individuality and let them be that way is what we all strive to do and surely is what we want, right? You all want to be accepted for who you are. You don't want to be fixed and changed. You know, we can say that we love someone. However, if we're trying to make them into something we want, so as to full our particular desires, then that isn't love. What qualities are important other than or in addition to all that the Bible tells us about love? Neil Donald Walsh said in Conversations with God that the purpose of relationship is not to have another who might complete you, but to have another with whom you might share your completeness. Love is all-inclusive, all-forgiving, and perhaps the least understood, perhaps the most sought after, and the most needed to be understood. On the human level, we can miss the mark by thinking that love is lust, and by falling in love with that overwhelming feeling, or we mistake love for need. But somehow, falling in love got to be more important than staying in love. Love is not something you fall into or you develop out of a need. It's more giving than a receiving, a selfless sort of venture. I note medical research has shown there are many positive health benefits from healthy loving relationships, positive effects on the cardiovascular system. It also lowers the level of stress and anxiety in day-to-day living. Love, if it's real genuine love, elevates, liberates, and also motivates because it builds people up. It doesn't put them down, whether it's yourself or someone else. And if we actually practice all that 1 Corinthians 13 states about love, starting with ourselves, our relationships with all people would be healthy and would be loving because it's inclusive. And I'm talking about all of relationships with friends, family, mates, pets, all of God's children. By creating a healthy, trusting relationship with yourself, it allows you to accept others as they are. See, relationships teach us about ourselves if we let them, and we can learn a great deal if we care to. But let's look at some of the other important qualities in healthy, loving relationships, remembering that God is love. How about just caring? An act of taking another's well-being into consideration, who we love, as well as practicing good self-care. And then how about that great R word we all love, responsibility. The willingness to respond appropriately to the needs of others, not just your own, not an obligation imposed from outside of you. And then of course, respect. Seeing a person for who they really are and honoring them for that and then letting them be. And this is not to leave out love and appreciation and trust admiration and forgiveness and patience and kindness and loyalty and justice and truth and belief in a person. But first, we must care for ourselves. Love thyself as thy neighbor. That's being responsible. And we surely must be responsible for ourselves. In Genesis 3, verses 12 to 13, states, when God confronted Adam about his sin, Adam immediately attempted to squirm out of his responsibility, saying, it's not my fault. The woman you gave me made me do it, making himself the victim. And hence came the blame game. In Romans 12.10, it says, Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other, we must respect ourselves and stand up for truth and not compromise principle. If you cannot love yourself, you cannot love another. Our relationships are our greatest teachers, and what they teach us is they teach us about ourselves. For a relationship to be of value, it must be shared something you can give back to the world. This is a way to show the world that spiritual sacred love is not only possible, it is the only real love that is everlasting. In the book, The Spiritual Secrets of Happiness, Health, and Success, the author, Andrew Walton, wrote, the easiest, most effective, and quickest way To receive that which you desire is to give it first. As you give, so you will receive. The key is to give first. Love is not love until you give it away. I've chosen a beautiful piece written by Emmett Fox on love to serve as our closing treatment. Take a couple of deep breaths, sit back, relax, and just let these beautiful words wash over you and absorb them. There's no difficulty that enough love will not conquer. No disease that love will not heal. No door that enough love will not open. It makes no difference. How deep-set the trouble. How hopeless the outlook. How muddled the tangle. How great the mistake. A sufficient realization of love will dissolve it all. If only you could love enough, you would be the happiest and most powerful being in the world. The light of God surrounds us The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is. All is well, and so it is. And now, my friends, you go forth as messengers of loving kindness, caring, being respectful and patient, and you make known this truth so that your life continues to increase in value by simply sharing the value with someone else. Until next time, stay safe, be well, be kind, especially to yourself. Namaste.